All right, all right, all right. Say something for me. Say something. Okay, that's that was a very PG County <laughs> education response right there. That's exactly what I expected. That is. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and get things started. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, the Landover Legend, a.k.a. Big T, and this is another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. I am so glad to have my guest in here today because it is 2021, and it has been, I want to say... At least eight years since the last time I seen her, and she's looking great. She has a, a a new, fresh attitude and a glow to match with it. And today is New Year's, and it's going to be a very dope interview. I just want to say uh, that my next guest is a college graduate, uh, a radio host, broadcast journalist, and just a cool ass person to hang around. Uh, she also has her own show streaming on YouTube right now. Uh, so y'all, please go check it out when you get a chance. The Jamie O'Shea Show. Give it up for Jamie O'Shea. Hey, hey, what a wonderful introduction. That was so awesome. So I kindly appreciate it. Kind of appreciate it? I kindly. Oh, kindly. Okay. Kindly appreciate it, you know. Um... That was very nice. I haven't had an introduction introduction that nice, so thank you very much. Well, you woke. Um, what's up, you guys? It's your girl Jamie O'Shea, uh, your favorite broadcast journalist from the DMV, might I add. Um, thank you for having me on your show. Um, it has been so long. I didn't know it's been that long since I've seen you. Yeah. Really? It, it it that's what happens when when you like get over twenty five and you start getting on trying to make goals happen. You know, yeah. life life literally gets away from you. Yeah, it's been since oh four. Oh four, right? Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. So I mean, you gotta think about it. That was literally <laughs> a, a lifetime ago for some people. <laughs> If you really think about it. Yeah, it was. So, you know, people have kids that age now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, time just, it feels like not that long ago. And here we are, you know. I tell you, I tell you what, the last time I saw you, um, I I saw you before you saw me, I believe um, it was the Fridays in Greenbelt. Okay. That's what was it around 2018, No, no, this was like 2012. Oh, 20, oh wow. Yeah, this is like 2012. Oh, wow. That was, <laughs> yeah, so. I used to frequent that joint though. I, I definitely used to frequent that. I did too. That That's back when I was like in, I guess you could say that was my savage mode because I was going out three, four nights a week. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. I was like going to Annapolis or Georgetown or. Mm hmm. You know, not even Atlantic City over the weekend, and it just was like, I I wasted a lot of money doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, I got memories, but <laughs> I stayed in there, and I knew the bartenders. So, um, you know, every time I come in there, they know my drink, and they would have it ready for me. Like I had, I made some really good friends actually, who were the bartenders. 
So that's what kept me there for as long as I was there. Way through after I graduated from college and all of that, you know, that was the spot for a while. And then they had um, karaoke. Mm-hmm. They had bike night. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, different things. Happy hour was every day. I think it was like football Mondays or something like they that. They had, I'm telling you, they had every type of karaoke. Did I say that? Mm-hmm. They had a lot of different things. So it was cool. Yeah, it was definitely dope. So why don't you give my audience a little uh, background on yourself? Okay. Well, um, yes, I went to Morgan State for broadcast journalism. Um, I started interviewing when I was 19 years old. And believe it or not, the first person that I interviewed was Chris Brown. Okay. The very first person that I interviewed was Chris Brown. And um I was working for I was I was like um an intern at this um small channel. It was a local channel. It wasn't on cable yet. It was called White World. So it was on like if you if you had a TV and you didn't have cable, it'd probably be like channel five or something like that. Okay. Or channel like um six or seven. One of those channels and it came on on nighttime. It was called White World. And they were like a small entertainment company. And he said, um, he called me, he hit me up, he said, I need you to interview this guy named Chris Brown. Go look him up. You know, he knew I was in school, he knew what I was working towards and trying to finish up getting my degree in journalism. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, I need you to look this guy up. He's going to be the next usher. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. But whatever. So so I really said that. I was like, yeah, right. But whatever. I'll just look him up. So I went on Chris Brown's page. Um, I read up on his history. When you interview somebody, you know, that's why I was smiling <laughs> because I was in your seat. Like with me interviewing people and people, artists coming on to my show and people of who had different backgrounds and things, mm-hmm. um, you know, it wasn't just um, singers or rappers that was coming to my show. It was like playwriters and stuff like that, too. But anyway, that's why I was smiling because I was in your seat. But anyway, so I got my um, information on Chris Brown and I met up with him. And I we did the interview in D.C. Um, he had so much energy. I remember him being really tall. He was just really tall. And he had a lot of um, energy and light. And he sang, you know, and, I, and I'm and i goofy like that. So I, I sang, too. And <laughs> it was just really fun. And I'm just giving you all these details because that was, like, the first and one of the best interviews I ever had. And then about um, three months later, his single, Run It, Mm. Let me see if you can run it, run it, Gandhi. You know that to run it or whatever. Yeah. It was out on BT, and I was like, "Damn, there he go!" And just to watch him turn into who he is today is like, "Whoa!" And everybody's, "That's your boy, that's your boy, Jamie, or whatever." So anyway, that was my first interview, but I knew from a long time ago that I wanted to do TV and radio. Um, just like how you said you had the gift of the gab, so do I, mm. and um. You know, it's funny. I actually created a um a, a tape when I was seven, and my sister and I were faking like we were um hosting a radio show, and we recorded it on a cassette. Okay. L- like you know how you get um 
like a radio and you put a little tape in it and you yeah. record it. That's what we did. But it's just basically something that I always wanted to do. So from that point on, I went ahead and uh, got my degree. And one day I was just, I don't know. I was like, let me start a show. Hmm. So, I, you know, m- millennials, things are different now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, black people take taking things into our own hands and we're creating our own stuff. Mm-hmm. We're getting paid. We're going on uh, YouTube. We're doing the research, figuring out how to get our own platforms, our own websites, our own LLCs. I felt like it was time to take it into my hands and start my own show and do things that I want to do the way that I want to do it. So I started my show. Um, I interviewed local artists and I interviewed artists that have like actually topped the charts like Sugar Bear. Mm-hmm. Um, Sugar Bear was uh, also another great interview for me and it was a great platform Ow. for me because he's made, <laughs> you know, people um, people sleep on, I'm not even going to say, people sleep on artists that are um, before their time sometimes mm. because they don't understand the type of music and the genre that came before them. But Sugar Bear was on the um, Hot 100 list. He made um, that list when he dropped. Um, he did Doing the Butt. That was <laughs> that 1985. Was, they premiered on Yeah, days. yeah. He did um, work... Um, it was a couple of other songs. I mean, you can Google, you can find his music on there, but he topped the Billboard charts. So that was a very, um, you know, that was one of my favorite interviews, I could say. I have a couple of them, you know, but mm-hmm. that was one of my favorites. So, um, and then I interview other artists that are on right now, um, you know, and it just made me feel really good, you know, that I could that I could do that. And now I wait, I'm not going to tell you, you know, everything, <laughs> but I'll just say it's 2021, so we 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 doing big um, big things. So, yeah. So you you realize you you created your own career out of your passion. Mm-hmm. And like you say, you took it in your own hands, and now you at a point where you, you know, you creating your own destiny. You're not mm-hmm. letting, you know, people's ideals of what you think journalism should be. You doing your own way, and you know, making things happen. Mm-hmm. So, how was 2020 for you? And you know, how did the pandemic affect that? Well. Okay. <laughs> so so my goal was never is never to stay like at the same level in my career. I always want to like I want to venture out, mm-hmm. you know, and do different things and ultimately brand myself like the Jamie O'Shea show is a show, but it's also a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think um you know, it takes a lot of preparation. It takes a lot of preparation when you're trying to um, build your own career and a lot of research because you don't know, you know, um, if, uh, of course, if like someone in your family is not business oriented, you don't know 
how to like you have to do a to, lot of to yeah start. to start a business yeah. like you have to do research so um i planned and i made a big move let's just say that mm-hmm. <laughs> um i moved and two months after i moved the pandemic hit um the move of uh, of course was to further uh my career um on the radio and in TV. Mm-hmm. So this was totally a career move. And for COVID to hit, which is directly impacting businesses, TV, radio, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, interviews, um, go sees, um, auditions, everything stopped. The world stopped. <laughs> uh, you know, moving to a new city you already have little resources because you knew that you don't know anybody, mm-hmm. you know? So to have the pandemic hit right after that, nobody expected it. It was a, uh, it was a like a whirlwind. It just like, it was like the beginning of something really, it was scary at first. How about that? I'll just say that it was scary at first. Um, and then just like anything else or anything we've had in the past, we 80s babies. So mm-hmm. you 80s baby, right? Yeah. All right. So what we had, I mean, we had the 9-11. We had the DC sniper. We had, um, we lived through Trump. Okay. Like we, <laughs> um, you know, we had a lot of different things hit us, you know. So we had George, the Ebola. George Bush. You know. Earthly. Yeah. We had all, we had all that, you know, and we lived through that. So. Um, but it definitely took away some time that you need to develop, um, like a new business and to get business done. How are you going to go on interviews and meet people during the pandemic? Ain't everything shut down. I mean, the entertainment industry suffered very hard, um, when COVID first hit because we were not prepared for it. You know, we, nobody wanted to go around anybody. Everything literally shut down. See, this second wave, we're more prepared for it, you know, and now we're um, getting the tests. But um, prior to, you know, someone coming in for an interview or, you know, if they're going to have people acting and stuff, everybody has got tested. Like, it's now we have procedures in place. But but first, at first, there were no procedures in place Mm -hmm. and everything shut down. So it put a screeching halt to a lot of plans that I wanted to um, get on top of. for the rest of the year, I made a joke because, um, you know, COVID hit in March, like maybe late February, but March, everybody was like shut down. I said, it better not be October and I'm still partying with a mask on because that's when my birthday is. Mm-hmm. And there it was October and I was with a damn mask on. So it really started from March and it just took over the rest of the year and i thought i was about to start a new life i just knew it was about to be because this was in at the end of january mm-hmm. so i didn't have much time like i remember like kobe died and then boom it was um coronavirus mm-hmm. that's exactly how like one week it was like a week apart kobe then corona boom that's exactly how it happened because i remember because i was in a i was in a new place and i was like dang Really? So it hit me a little bit hard because I was already in a new space when it happened. Mm -hmm. Trying to build something 
and then uh global pandemic hits yeah it's it's a good it's it's a good little hit off of that i wasn't feeling that so yeah that thing it shook us all to the core if you ask me i mean i i was central worker and i literally said to myself the only advantage that this thing is giving me is the fact that I can get to work in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my company received a bailout package um, and we got no hazard pay. I put my life on the line every day and I ain't getting nothing from it. And I mean, nothing against anybody who was on unemployment at the time and was getting that extra money. But that shit was, it was, it was pissing me off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, some people getting up to, you know, made up to at least $25,000 and did nothing with it. That shit pissed me off. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm counting nobody money, but mm-hmm. the way you putting it out there and the way you talking about it, I mean, everyone knows your business anyway. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, I'm not going to sit there and complain about something I can't control. This is what I can't control. Mm-hmm. creating opportunities for myself. And that's what I did. You know, I uh, I lost a lot. And I I gained, not, not replacement, but I gained things in the place of the things that I lost. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was in a whole relationship in the beginning of the quarantine. At the end of it, I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And now I'm taking a new look into how I approach things in the 2021. I mean, I can't speak for everybody else, but I think that you should really take a look at who's in your contact list and who do you speak to every day and how do you really feel about that person? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand what a friend, Mm -hmm. what an associate is, Mm -hmm. and what family is. Mm -hmm. There's tears of people that you have. Mm-hmm. you know in your life and you should really take a look at that and understand the differences mm-hmm. because these are the, these are the people that's going to help you maintain happiness or gain you know new perspectives mm-hmm. on life and you know not let you sit in that old mindset in my opinion mm-hmm. it's all about evolving evolving and you know it's a new year and you know it's just all about doing something that you haven't done before to get a greater result Nah. So you said that you were seven years old and you decided to create a tape like you was on, you know, mm-hmm. you had your own show with your sister. Like what was inspiring you and then what's inspiring you now to, you know, pursue this? I think that um what inspired me then, it was one of those things like I always felt like I was gonna be in the entertainment industry. I never knew how. I, I just always was fascinated. I could sing. Mm-hmm. I've been singing since I was seven. My mom can sing. Um, she used to sing to me. She taught me how to sing, like, professionally. Um, I never went to any, um, like, voice lessons or anything like that, but my mom used to sing. Mm-hmm. So she taught me the lessons that she learned like the professional lessons that she learned. So when I say professionally, I'm not talking about like, but like she's had professional vocal training. So she taught me her mm-hmm. lessons and things like that. And um, so I've always been fascinated with that. It brings me peace. 
it's just something that's always been, I don't know. It just brings me peace. It's, it's weird, but I think God gave that to me. Like he gives us certain talents. He gives everybody talents, you know, everybody, all different kinds of talents. And that is one of my talents. Now, I don't know how I'm supposed to use it. Like, I don't know if I'm actually supposed to be a singer or if it's something used to literally calm me down because that's what it does. But it's always been in me. So I knew that part from jump um, is that I so and um, I guess my personality and my artistic um, abilities, I can write. I write poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, poetry can also be turned into a song. So, you know, like, I mean, you know, um, I've always been any type of music always has like been just stimulating to me. Like, I just love music. I love it's always been like um, a mood booster. Um, I'm just a musically inclined person. Like if somebody was playing the piano, I could walk over right now and just sing to them. So I've I've been obsessed with the entertainment industry since I was a little girl. So it's just always something that, and I knew that before I even went in school. Like, you know how you a kid and you gravitate to certain stuff or you watch certain, maybe Janet Jackson videos and they're dancing, trying to learn the moves. When I was young, it was Aaliyah, it was Beyonce. It was so I always just been and in the radio, I just felt like what career when you're thinking of a career that you want to have for the rest of your life, um, I nothing else sparked my interest. I knew I didn't want to sit at a desk. I knew I didn't want to be a doctor or a nurse, or I knew I didn't want to be a police officer. I knew I I, I, I'm good with social working, but I don't wanna give that much energy out a day, because that's a lot to have, deal with have you done it before social work um i just know i'd be really good at it because um mental illness is running my family mm-hmm. and um you know i've been exposed to certain things and even within my family and within myself that i know firsthand about mental illnesses so i have a compassion for it so i have an interest in it but do i want to do it as for a living it's a lot of energy mm-hmm. and i feel everything so I don't want to feel all that energy in one. I think that's a lot, including the ones that I have on my own. Mm-hmm. So, but I do have an interest in that, but I don't know if I could, you know. But um, I always just, so that's what inspired me when I was little. Just my surroundings, the singing. And then um, when I got older, I looked in the book. It's a book that they give you when you're about to go to college. And it's a book of majors, like different majors that they have at the school, at the college that you try and go to or whatever. And I was looking through these weak ass majors. I was like, young. I was, I mean, all of them just seemed like I knew I didn't want to do nothing in science. I knew I didn't want to do nothing in math. I just knew I'm not, I'm a, I'm an artist. I'm an artist and I'm artistically inclined. Those are my strengths. Now, sure, I can get just a regular job. Anybody can. I mean, if you you have the basic knowledge and skills, you know, from school or whatever, college, whatever you attended, whatever you homeschool, whatever, wherever you went, you can get a job. But my passion, I just was like, what do you what do I want to do? And I looked through the major in the college in the books for um college and all I saw was like communications and I was like, Okay, what's this? And then I saw they had T V productions. They had broadcast journalism. They had PR. I said, okay, well, this is my section. Let me dig into this. 
And then I narrowed it down to like TV production. I said, well, no, I don't want to be behind the camera. I think I want to be on the camera hosting or something like that. And that's, I just took that idea and I never let it go. So that's what inspires me still. It inspires me that I did the Chris Brown interview. That will always inspire me. It's it's journalists that are on in the industry that still have not met Chris Brown. Like I am one of the first to do that interview. I that inspires me. Even though I'm not all the way where I want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm inspired by that because I did like I really did that. So and I feel really and I always feel good about that. Um what inspires me is my move that I made this year. Even though I moved and quarantine hit, I moved and put myself in a better position for um, an, a job um, in the industry to further my brand, which is the Jamie O'Shea show. You know, um, I think that um, a lot of, because I do have my own show, the Jamie O'Shea show. And I think because a lot of people see me interview, I think that, um, some people might just have that one idea of what I'm trying to do, and that's not it. I have other things um, in addition to hosting a radio show that I want to do, like acting and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe get into a little modeling once I once my, once my face becomes known and I actually get in the industry through exposure. You know, so I have different things that I want to do. Um, so my move has definitely inspired me because I put myself in the right position, black Hollywood. So that inspires me. I mean, that's dope. I I commend your bravery to take that risk and to jump out there and go chase your dream. Mm -hmm. I see you chasing that multi hyphenate, you know, you, you want to, you want to be, um, also, 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 like when people n- mention you, they can't just mention one thing. Right. You know, so, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone ain't built like that. Some people can do the cookie cutter life. I can't. I told myself five years ago when I was working at FedEx and I was seeing how much money my boss was making compared to what he was paying me. And I realized I'm 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 making enough money to live, mm-hmm. but um I don't I don't want to make somebody else rich. Mm-hmm. And from then on out, I said I'm gonna figure out a way to mm-hmm. become self-employed and work for myself. Mm-hmm. And this is the start, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. I'm just getting off the ground, but pretty soon I'm going to you know be in a position where I'm employing somebody and I have a team, mm-hmm. and then. I'll control my hours and, you know, when I take off and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But being in uh, people who are out there who, who has to work that 40 or a job only giving them 32 hours a week and stuff like that, there are several opportunities where you don't have to live that life. Uh, other people, that's what they enjoy. They can mm-hmm. sit in front of a screen all day and not mm-hmm. feel that, that backache or their eyes don't hurt because, like, that's who they are. I'm not built that way. Mm-mm. You know no. what I'm saying? And, and neither are you. No. You know? And it's, it's people out there that can relate. So, you know, I, I hope that this these words get to their ears and it resonates with them. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. 
So what do you have planned for 2021 that you can speak on? Um, well, I don't have a resolution, but I don't know. And I, I, I kind of stopped making those, but because life and death is in the power of the tongue. But, um, what I do know for sure is that I'm about to secure multiple bags in 2021. Like it's just not about to be, it's about to be multiple streams of income in 2021. Um, it's about to be more knowledge of ownership in 2021, educating myself on the business so that I can correctly secure the bag as well. It's not just about securing the bag. It's about correctly ownership, you know, um, learning about that. Um, because like I said, it's important to educate yourself. If, 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 um, you're someone of doing it the first generation, mm-hmm. like if nobody before you taught you about ownership and business and how to succeed and, um, you know, creating your own brand and, you know, being a boss, nobody taught you how to be a boss. You got to teach yourself. That's hard mm-hmm. to me. Shit. Nobody's uh taught me. So 2021 is about educating myself on ownership, you know, so that I can correctly secure the bag. <laughs> um, so multiple jobs. Um, and just more self care for real and taking care of myself. Like, Simple, simple things, eating right, working out, um, you know, that's a big part of mental health, taking care, self-care, self-care is more than what people think. Self-care is taking a shower. Okay. (laughs) Self-care is getting your feet done. You know, self-care is if you got kids, I don't have kids, but I'm saying I see a lot of people go in the bathroom just to get time by themselves. Mm-hmm. They go run in the bathroom or lock themselves in there. You know, go take your mommy time. Go get a massage. Go get your nails done. Go get your feet done. Like people think self care when they when they hear self care, they get all spooky. Like you gotta go into a cave for a couple of days and you know have these you know, hot rocks thrown at you and stuff like, no, self-care is, can be simple things, painting your nails, you know, whatever it is that you, if you like to ride dirt bikes, go on and ride your dirt bike. If you like the sound of the ocean, sit in the middle of that joint and just zen out like self-care. So that's on the list too, just being better to yourself. But for me, it's exercising, it's eating right because this glow, and that's another thing. People, I mean, okay, so I got a little beside myself when I came home um, because my mother be cooking. Mm-hmm. She be cooking, and I'm all off my diet. I'm sure I gained, like, seven pounds back because when I'm home, I do not play. I'm on my sea moss. I eat my greens three times a day, bake food only, no pork, no beef, little starch mm-hmm. with no bread, you know, hardly no. If I do rice, it's just jasmine. And I really don't shouldn't be doing white rice, but it is what it is. Um, I then I go to the gym four times a week. I sit in a sauna after that. That's where this glow is coming from. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. because my body is thanking me. I take my sea moss. 
you know, I, I put, I, I eat my bananas and my kale, you know, like I put, I drink my water. I take my multivitamins. I take my shit antidepressants. Like I take my stuff. Like I just, and I'm saying all that to say that's form of self-care too. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a, that's a form of self-care too. Um, I feed myself good stuff and that's why I glow. I, you know, working out relieves so much stress. My my dad used to tell me that all the time and I just would brush them off because I hated working out. I just hated it. But when I go get a good workout, I work out in a sauna, you know, and then I start to see results. It really makes me feel good about myself. It it makes you feel like you could do anything. So it gives you that encouragement that you need to. Like it's a real mood booster. It make you feel like you could do anything. And if you really have something on your mind that's bogging you down, if you go work out, it's just, it's going to distract you. Mm-hmm. It's very distracting from everyday life. When you're in a gym, because if you work out like I work, I can't breathe. So I'm not fucking thinking about anybody because I can't breathe. Like I'm running real hard. Or I'm Like I really go in there and work out. So it takes your mind off of all that. And then I, my face just be glowing. I be like, oh, this is kind of cool. All right now. That's like the perks of work. You know, people, oh, you're, you're, you're glowing, your hair growing. I'm feeding my body. I'm literally giving my body all the good things that it needs. You look better. It knocks ages off of you, you know, and you feel better. So, so, um, taking care of my mind, body, and soul, growing closer to God. That's number one. And just getting that business on the off the ground for the Jamie O'Shea show. That is what's in 2021. Uh, working out and seeing results, uh, you know, gives you a boost. And it also gives you confidence, which drives you to, you know, shoot your shot and go try to make a success out of anything you do. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I see you. You know what I'm saying? You uh you always post on like Instagram, you know, like uh you working out or whatever the case may be or mm-hmm. whatever mix you putting in that smoothie for the day. And I'm mm-hmm. just like I can't do a liquid diet like that, but I'm definitely getting back on the train. Cause, uh, it's not even a liquid diet. Well, I I'm saying like, um I mean uh you know what I'm saying, like when you juice. You know what I'm saying? Like for some people, they try to, they choose their own route. But like with me, I I haven't, like I tried it and my body didn't agree with it. Mm -hmm. So now I have to find out what works best for me. Mm -hmm. What's going to best, uh, bring the best results for me. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant by that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so I'll like, I'll take that as a form of um, serving of a vegetable. I don't take that as a replacement of a meal. Like, like, all right, so kale and um, spinach mm-hmm. is very, very good for us. Kale and spinach. Like, you'd be amazed, like, the fruit and the vegetables that God put here that he grew on the earth is made for us, and it actually heals our bodies. But, so consuming that, um, veggies three times a day is very important so those two in particular if you can consume them raw that's really good 
So I don't even drink it as a meal. Rep- I never would because it's not. It don't make me full. I drink that shit and then eat like a burger or something. Like <laughs> I, I don't do it as. A, that's what I'm saying. I don't do it as. A, I use it as like a drink. Like and I drink it for its nutritional properties. I don't drink it for like a. You know what I'm saying? Like a. That's not why I I do it. I do it because it is rich in um the nutrients, and I want all that good stuff to go in my body. Um, that's the only reason why. I mean, it's so many just good um uh nutrients from that. Like if you just what you and you do, and if you do it every day, like literally, you just start to like all that oil started to come up out your pores and you can, you can knock like years off of your life. So when I see it, like, and, and, and I look natural, it's like, Ooh, it just makes me want to get into the self care, you know, type of, um, thing or whatever. But, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, what's uh, what would you say would be your your highlights for twenty twenty? Like, I know that you moved to Black Hollywood, and I know that you, you know, you kind of went through the hardship of you know quarantine, shutting everything down. But you you obviously came out of twenty twenty on the better side of it. So, what would you say would been you know a highlight or two that you could uh? Think of a highlight of twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, spending more time with my family. Okay. Um, being able to work remotely. Um. I'm thankful for them st- for the stemmies. Let's get it. Let's <laughs> get it. I'm thankful for the stemmies. Highlights. I I I gotta say the highlight would just be what I'm thankful for. Okay. I think because when I think of a highlight, I think of something like really brilliant. <laughs> but um, keeping a job. Okay. My family being safe from the Rona. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, highlights. Just being being still alive. Um, you know, and have being flexible, still getting, still getting paid, and not having to struggle through this pandemic mm-hmm. is really what it is. Because this year was a rough ass fucking year. Um, to be honest with you, just just is what it is. But the world is changing. Mm-hmm. And these things have to happen. Like, this, what's going to happen is going to happen in the world. It's going to happen. So we just, like we've been doing for other things that have happened, you know, way before we got on this earth. We just got to get through it and try to live, you know, the best lives that we can. So um, those will be high, highlights, I guess. Because since the year was so rough, you got to find little stuff that made it not so rough and able to cope with as rough of a year as it was. Okay. Was it hard to uh, transition into working remotely? No, not at all. Not at all. 
Okay. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, quarantine alone is not good, but then that's when you got to find people quarantine with. Like, you got to rely on your family and hopefully, you know, like, go visit your family. And, you know, if you had, if you did have to, I wouldn't recommend it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's healthy. That's just me. To quarantine alone. Yeah. I think that's healthy. But too much of anything is not good. Too much of anything. Too much water is not good. <laughs> yeah. So... And the human um, body is like what seventy percent water. That's why, like, and that's why, like, a lot of um, mental illnesses are acting. People with mental illnesses, their mental illnesses are acting up right now. For the pandemic, it was a tough year, but um, did I answer that question? What was that last question? <laughs> I'm just saying. What was it? No. No, I, I just asked, was it was a hard transition and then to working remotely? <sighs> yeah. So, uh, earlier you said that uh, you had a story about the move down, uh, down south. That was it. The pandemic hit. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Hey, the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was it right there. So for me, twenty twenty, uh, I quit smoking back in May. Smoking uh, what? Cigarettes. Crack? No crack, don't you? It's like, no, I'm just playing. You know where that came from. That's one. Everyone gets three. Ah, That's one. Smoke a cigarette. Um, it's something I, I you don't smoke in here, do you? It's like, no. <laughs> nah, even when I did, I did. Okay. But um, something I always put off, saying that I'm going to do it one day, I'm going to do it one day. So, in the midst of everything negative that was happening to me, that was a positive, you know? Uh, I realized some issues, mental issues, that I needed to work out and I, I did something about that, you know, so that was a positive. And then, uh, I got the courage to start this podcast and slowly but surely, I'm I'm getting to where I want to be and where I have to be to grow my audience and see why I envision myself, Mm -hmm. you know, cause I, I don't know where I'm going to stop. So I'm not putting a cap on anything. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I want to get here. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be fine. Nah, I I I see a lot of things coming down the pipeline. So get it, you know. Get it. I'm happy for you. Good for you for starting your um podcast and putting the effort forth. It takes courage. It takes work. Oh my goodness, it takes a lot to you know push out your vision. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, and like I said earlier, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, dope people like you taking time out of your day to, you know, come fuck with me and, you know, get on the show, I wouldn't have that, <laughs> you know, because I, I, don't, I don't really think people want to hear me talk to myself. But then again, people do that all the time. <laughs> no. I, I'm just being honest, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just... 
I, I try to, one of the goals of my show is to uh, not only, you know, promote myself, but I like bringing on people who have a business mm-hmm. or product or story they want to share. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to use my platform mm-hmm. to, you know, uplift them mm-hmm. and at the same time put them in a position where they could uplift others. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, for anybody that is listening, who's been listening, they know that, you know, I've had people on here who had their own catering business, who sell their own products, who do their own clothes. Um, and uh, just uh, last week, I had a guy on here by the name of James Zhang, mm-hmm. and he started this program called Wellness 360. And it's about, uh, you know, changing your life for the better in three different ways when it comes to physical fitness, when it comes to, you know, marketing, uh, your business and, uh, a few other things. So I'm going to keep moving in that direction, you know, till I get to a point to where I see a spinoff of what I'm doing and, you know, I can pass the ball on to the next person and start something else. You know, like I said, Landover Legend Studios. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get it. Is is coming. You know, people around here rap, so they gonna need it. Yeah. Make sure you get security. That's all I'm saying. Well <laughs> um for real. After somebody arm standing outside. Yeah, I to be quite honest with you, I want my show and my product to be famous. I don't want to be famous. I'm not that I person. You want that. You know? I don't I Fame and rich is two different things. Two different things. I have no desire to be famous. No. No, no. I don't like too much attention as it is. <laughs> is this too much attention? No, not no. Okay. No. But like when the whole world no like, alright. That's a bit much. That's like you know. No. <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> i got a random question for you okay and, and don't ask me why i thought about this it's just the way my brain works thoughts just happen what do you what do you think would be worse if if you if you got beat up by a kid or a senior citizen oh that is fun <laughs> I guess I'm trying to figure out your thought process when you was coming up with the question, but um, I mean, uh, I really don't know. I wouldn't rather get beat up by either. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, some some things in life are unavoidable, and some things just happen. So, like. All right, so two things popped into my mind, right? And I was I seen a meme of uh of Home Alone and it just made me think about those two adults that couldn't choke a little kid while he was basically kicking their ass in the house. And then for some reason the the old man fight scene from uh the clumps popped in my mind when when Cletus got beat up by the, the grandma of a boyfriend in the alley. Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, what would be worse? 
not not funnier. But what would be what would be more embarrassing? Like if it was on like World Star or something, you know, like a little eight year old who had hands and you ain't know. Um, it would probably be funnier if it was like an eight year. That's different. Mm-hmm. I guess, but yeah, it'd be funny if an eight year old knew that. So it, you think it'd be worse if it, if you got beat up by a kid? I fuck a kid up. Like, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, she was dead ass, ladies and gentlemen. Or it just says no. It has nothing to do with the. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, because you know, sometimes you know, God give them old people strength to do one last thing, and it, it might be that hook. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's... You don't see that happening to you. Nah. Basically. Yeah, that's why I had technical difficulties with getting around that <laughs> right there. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. I got another one for you. Uh, who would you rather interview? Barack Obama or Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson? Yep. Why? It's just a long story. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, like, Barack is political. Mm-hmm. He's a political person. He's a political person. That's how we know him. Okay. Um, I would want to dig deeper into someone's actual existence. I would have more of a curiosity towards the life of Michael Jackson and how things worked for him growing up. Um industry and I would just pick his brain so if they both you know had no filter and didn't really care about who listened to what they responded who do you think would have a more interesting response to your question um I mean Barack probably might have some interesting stuff but I don't really like politics right now. Mm-hmm. And he's in politics. I love how he came in when he came in. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm all for that. All for my people. Um, At the same time, politics. It's a dirty game. And it's, it's a business move yeah it's to, business it's not opposed to you know actually yeah. helping somebody so yeah and i mean it's a game that has to be played it's all it's just which one you gonna play mm-hmm. so when i think about it from that standpoint how i don't like 
the games is playing any of it. Like I can see faults in both parties, not just one, and not just because somebody's black either. Mm-hmm. That's ignorant. But I also am pro what's going on with us blacks. You know what I'm saying? Like I am for my people. That's a part of me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the same time, I'm 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 not gonna. If I'm educated about a particular topic, I'm not about to sit back and act like I'm not either, just because that might be a favorite for black people either. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I know things that go on with politics is not all the way a hundred, and I'm not even talking about him in particular. I'm just saying politics in general. I just so if if we think about like somebody in politics or somebody like Michael, I'll be like Michael. Because mm. it's just, you know, but with the same time, I know Obama will probably have a lot of interesting stuff to say because it's juicy in politics. That's the tea. Mm-hmm. So his, that would be interesting. But I don't want to trust none of them. <laughs> you know, I always uh, thought that, you know, like people like, like Quincy Jones. That interview he did a few years ago when he just was like basically talking shit about everything he experienced and he was, you know, speaking on people's business and how he felt about, you know, like Michael Jackson and shit like that. I always thought that that would be like uh, what people really thought or how they really felt like the shit they couldn't say years prior because of the position they was in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to have someone speak to you with no filter mm. like I think that that'd be a dope conversation like to get you know how they felt about certain situations instead of giving me what you know what what the political answer is mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and they both you know regardless to you know one was in politics and another one was in the music industry or the entertainment field or whatever the case may be they both seen a lot and know a lot, mm-hmm. you know, for me. I couldn't personally choose. Mm-hmm. I just think it'd be funnier to hear Barack talk to me like a man from Chicago who went through all this shit mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. former President Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for me, I can't speak for anybody else, but mm-hmm. at least for me, I think that'd be funny. Michael Jackson, on the other hand, to hear him talk in his real voice. I think would be enough. It didn't matter what he said. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, damn, this is this nigga real voice. I wouldn't say nothing. I'd just be like, yeah, this is this nigga real voice. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. his voice is a lot deeper than, you know, what he does when he's on. Uh, right. I could imagine. Yeah. So to, to hear him to be like, you know, hey, Sheila, could you make me a Henny and Coke? I think that that shit, that shit is that's like that's like a, a hey Sheila yeah like gee shit like I'm pretty sure he had like assistance or you know like uh, hey Sheila you know um maids or whatever Stupid. you know so to hear him say that would you would you would you want one I got some tequila or something to Let's to hear him on. be relaxed instead of you know um. His, yeah, his voice of yeah, how he used to do, yeah. how he used to sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. I got one last question for you. Okay. 
Who do you think is going to have a better biopic? Eddie Murphy or Will Smith? Will Smith. You think Will Smith's biopic is going to be better? Yep. Why? I don't know if it's because what Will Smith is doing now and how he's kind of like in the media now a little bit with the Fresh Prince reunion. Mm-hmm. Then he steps in on Red Table Talk. Mm-hmm. So right now, he's getting exposure. Not that he's a bigger artist, because he's not. But he's getting exposure. Sometimes when you get more exposure, it can make you look like bigger artists it's hard for me to explain but we're seeing him right now we're not hearing a lot about eddie murphy i don't know eddie murphy might make a better biopic but i just think will smith because i think people are interested in will smith the rapper people are interested in will smith the actor people are interested particularly in the fresh prince of bel-air and that whole situation you know, went down with the two on Vivs and they reunion special that they got going out now and then him and Jada and then the August Alcina thing <laughs> and them being swingers and if whether or not allegedly, whether or not that's true or not, people are interested in them. Like, I don't know. We know about Eddie Murphy, comedian. We don't know. I don't know a lot about his personal life. I don't know. The only thing I know him for is being a comedian and acting. He's a musician, too. I didn't know that. Yeah. He he got a lot of things. Voice, oh, mostly acting, voice acting, uh, writer. Um, and He's accomplished, though. Yeah, I'm not yeah. taking them. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. You know, I don't want to take nothing from him. Um, just in your personal opinion, you think that probably will. Yeah, his Willow and her brother Jaden, and they doing music, and I think Willow's like bisexual. I don't know. They just got a little interesting, little flair going on. I don't know. I think maybe. Okay, is it hard being biased working in the uh, journalism field? Um, you gotta know how to communicate. Okay. If you know how to communicate, it's not hard. Okay. So you, you know how to communicate. You had to learn how to. I don't want to say word things correctly, but... Because uh, you feel what you feel. Mm-hmm. Before you get into the industry, coming up, how you grow up molds you to think the way you think and feel the way you feel, past experiences, beliefs, and everything like that. People just feel the way they feel. Then they get jobs. Mm-hmm. And you get exposed to different people and their cultures and their thoughts and politics. And Am I a Democrat? Am I a Republican? What am I? You get older and you start to learn. And so, so people feel how they feel and then they get exposed to life, you know, and then they're like, oh, um, so when you get on the job and 
like there's a job to do at every job. Just do your job. Mm-hmm. You know, stay your personal feelings out of it or either know how to communicate really well so that you don't get pulled into having your opinion be out there to be labeled as biased. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You got to know how to communicate. Like, I don't put myself in certain situations. (laughs) Like, I don't. Like, I will, if I don't know what to say, I just shut the fuck up anyway. I just be like, nobody's going to know what you're thinking. Yeah. For real. If I don't know what to say, if or if I don't have a good idea of a response, I'm not going to put something out there because it's going to follow you forever. You can say one wrong thing and not even mean to say it that way. And then they take that and next thing you know, you wake up and you're being labeled all this big wild shit. So if you know how to communicate or just don't say nothing, you got to know how to maneuver. How about that? It takes time and uh, a lot of experience to get to that point, I'm assuming. So it's not a... It's a learned behavior. Okay. I just have it. I mean, that's why I got my degree in communications, though. I went and got a whole bachelor's degree in communications, broadcast journalism. So, I really feel, I I feel like I know how to communicate. I know certain instances is probably things that I could work on, but that's on like a personal level, maybe like with people and stuff like that. But as far as like communications and entertainment, TV, radio, reading scripts, writing. Dang. So I, I just happen to be good at it, but there are people who are good at it too because they learn it or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm working on some things and I need some script writing done, so I'm going to have to holler at you about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do not, I don't, I don't, so, like, it depends on what it's for, because some people think that... Oh, it's porn. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I ain't gonna be able to do it. I'm saying right now, I ain't gonna be able to do it. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I am. I ain't gonna be able to do that. Yeah, it's okay. I um, <laughs> I'll put an ad out on uh Craigslist. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. Craigslist. Yeah, but anyways, hey, this has been dope. And uh, without needless to say, uh, I think that. 2021 um starting off great thanks to my guest today jamie o'shea who came through and uh who gave me a lot of insight into broadcast journalism i wasn't aware about and you know i hope that this reaches somebody and inspires them to chase their dream and you know take a chance even in the middle of a pandemic or 
prior to knowing they're in the middle of a pandemic. Right. You know. So uh why don't you tell the people where they can reach you at, Jamie? All right, you guys. So you can follow me. It's all the same name on Instagram at the Jamie O'Shea Show. It's the Jamie T H E J A M I E O'Shea O S H E A Show. The Jamie O'Shea Show. That's on Instagram and that is on YouTube as well. Click the link in my um, bio and subscribe to my YouTube channel, you guys. It's the Jamie O'Shea Show. Um, Like, share, and thank y'all. I appreciate it. And again, thank you for stopping by. I am your host, the Landover Legend, a.k.a. Big T, and this has been another episode of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. You find this podcast everywhere podcasts are available. You also find me on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. I can't, with a K, make this a podcast. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow, and all that good stuff. And please leave some comments. You know what I'm saying? Uh, positive and negative, it doesn't matter. Because I'm deleting all the negative and highlighting all the positive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I appreciate you guys for listening in. Till next time, take care. All right. Peace.